Welcome to the Janine Boland Show, where we share tips from around the globe as we guide practical people with their finances using money tips, increase their incomes through side businesses, and maintain their sanity by staying in their creative zone. Hello, Janine Boland here today, and welcome to the show where we bring you quality content on saving your time, saving your money, saving your knowledge, while staying sane in this topsy-turvy world of ours. The Janine Boland Show is a syndicated program of four podcast shows that were combined in October of 2021. Three-Minute Money Tips, The Thriving Solopreneur, The Writer's Hour, Creative Conversations, and The Practical Mystic Show were all programs that have been running since 2017. We've produced over 300 episodes and interviewed over 250 guests, and today we will be spotlighting one of our authors that is contributing to our 12th book, The 99 Authors Project, Emily Luthran. Emily is a serial entrepreneur, CEO of multiple dental practices, a private coach to many professionals, as well as an international speaker. She's been on TEDx stages. She shared the stages with countless other business leaders like Sharon Lecter, as well as Dr. Howard Farron and Linda Miles. She's been featured in several magazines, Dental Town, Global Woman, See Beyond, as well as the media, Yahoo Finance, Forbes, USA Today, and Fox. She's a contributing writer for Dental IQ, Dr. Bicuspid, and Dentistry Today. She's the founder of Exceptional Leverage, Inc., and is host of Action to Win seminars, author of several books, and a certified Colby consultant, helping teams grow with customized insights that boost their performance. And all I can say is, Emily, thank you for making time in your busy schedule to be on our show. Thank you so much uh, for giving me the opportunity to be here. I do want to add one more more thing to my introduction. I'm the best mom in the world. Uh, I claim it first, so there it is. And uh, you know, thank you so much for creating this platform so we can share our stories, our insights, and you know, whatever whatever we, we can bring to help others grow business and uh, grow themselves personally. And I appreciate your your very giving nature in that way. One of the things that was most exciting for me is I got to see Dr. Emily on the stage at a international boot camp that was happening for business owners. And tell me a little bit about the book. If you don't mind, recite the title of that story that you shared with us. Yes. So it's actually my first book that I wrote. uh, The first of, I don't know, 14, 15, I kind of lost track. Uh, (laughs) But that was was my very first book. And it's still one of the books, you know, the book that I promote because it, it is the personal story. And a lot of times, uh, you know, people can do business with you because you're a great business owner, but really they do business with you because they like you. And whatever your story is, however you can communicate that and help people relate to you, uh, appreciate you, respect, respect you, depend, you know, whatever the, your story is, if you can put that into a book and you can share that. And the, the nice thing about that is, Nobody can take it from you, right? Because it's your story. There's only one of you, and there's only one of one of that story. And so it it was me sharing the journey of um, being born in Vietnam back in the late '60s during the Vietnam War, um, living through the communists take over, escape on a boat to to um, from the from the communist regime, uh, live in a refugee camp, and then coming to the United States, overcoming a lot of challenges that are really very normal to uh, immigrant refugee who come to this country, start out with the language barrier. And then there's a financial barrier. And then there's a cultural barrier. And 
you know, overcoming all of that, you know, when I was growing up, I thought it was normal because <laughs> all of the people around me had the same challenges. But the very first time I shared that was actually back in 19, I mean, 2014 was when I first shared my story. And it was a shock to me that the majority of the people never knew that. And a lot of them, when, I, when they meet me and, you know, I'm a dentist and I have multiple practices, they never knew that that's where I was coming from. And uh, it was an eye-opening for me because all of a sudden it, it's a different light. Right, like now they know me more than I was this doctor, and you know she's serious and all that. And um, for me, it was it was great because it opened up heart. People connect with me more. It opened up doors because now they because they know the story. I'm not just a dentist, right? I got that story behind me. There's a reason why I do things for the community. I give back. Um, I help people with low income. It, it all come from that story. And uh, so I, all of that was packaged in the, in the little book. It's a, a small book. Um, my friends, a lot of people would tell me that it's very impactful for them when they read it. And, and to me, that's, that's one of the greatest gifts that we can give is if we share the story and we could inspire some action, uh, even if it's just simply gratitude for what you already have. And, and then you go and you give it to other people. Um, so that's that's the, the book and its title, From Refugee to Renaissance Woman. From Refugee to Renaissance Woman. And it was one of those very powerful uh, productions that came from the stage uh, when Dr. Emily was sharing with us her story, that sort of thing. I was like, I knew she needed to be in this book. She needed to be on my podcast. And so thank you for making time out of your busy schedule. You. And she's she's been willing to answer our questions about how you go about becoming a better author yourself and how you can go about selling your book. So uh, out of curiosity, this was your first book, you know, The Refugee to Renaissance Woman. But what got you stimulated to even write it? Because there was so much you were already engaged in. There was so much you had already overcome. It's like, this is just another amount, another mountain you decided to climb. I mean, because you <laughs> wrote it, you know what I mean? Uh, because it, kind of what's the story behind this book? Yeah, well, I would tell you the, the, the story was, um, I was in my office, my dental office, and I had a patient sitting in the dental chair and the patient um, I think I told the patient, you know, your treatment costs however many thousand dollars. And the patient looked at a high-tech equipment behind me and, and he said, I'm paying for that, right? And I got frustrated, right? Uh, you're paying for your health. You're paying for the value that you get. It has nothing to do with this high-tech equipment behind me. But you know how people are judging. And to me, in the back of my head, I'm thinking, if you only knew how I got here, right? It wasn't about, let me make the money to buy the high-tech equipment. It was, it was a lot of things that I have already overcome in order to get here and be a doctor, but I couldn't say that to the patient, right? And, and I just said, no, you know, that, that equipment was really paid for, and this is for your treatment, right? And then it just so happened that the, week, the weekend right after that, I was in a mastermind meeting, and we had to go around sharing our story. They, they told us, they gave it an assignment, tell a short story, make people laugh. Tell the same story, make people cry. So just like different angle of your story. They got to me and, and I said, I don't have a story. 
And they said, what do you mean you don't have a story? And I said, well, you know what? Andrew's going to tell me my story coming here to the States. And then I took all of that, I think, emotion. I told them the story. I said, well, you know, this patient was in the chair. And then this happened. And he, he didn't know my story. And my story was, and I started telling the story. And when I was done, there was no dry eye in the room. And my friends were all white Caucasian men <laughs> in the room. So they never heard this story. They, they never experienced it. And they all look at me and said, you have to write a book. And if you've ever been in the mastermind, you do what the mastermind tell you to do, right? Because it's the collective intelligence in the room. So I just went home and I just started writing this book. And so that's how I wrote the book. Um, and as I, as I wrote it, you know, I started understanding that there were a lot of things that it's not like I was holding back, but it's just kind of back there, right? You don't revisit it. And, and as it come back to you, then you actually realize how much you've gone through. So I think from a personal growth point of view, if you ever want to write a book, <laughs> it will really help you grow because you have, you got to look at what you've done, what you've overcome, maybe the mistakes you make. And, and then, then it became very interesting to me because when I shared with my friends who went to school with me in undergrad, who went to school with me in dental school, they didn't know the story. Like they never knew, hey, I didn't know you had no money. And I said, well, I did ask you for money to fix my car. You know? <laughs> so, so these, like you don't tell the whole story. You just say, hey, can, can you lend me $200 to go fix my car, right? And, but I put all of that in that book. Because those are the little, it's not a milestone, but it's the little things that you carry with you. You remember the last time you had to borrow that money, the last time you had to ask for something because something happened. And, and the thing I didn't realize is there are other people that had that same experience. And maybe they had to borrow money to fix something else, but they, under, they understood me, right? That yes, you could be at this level, but you have climbed so many steps and maybe they are on those steps and they want to see themselves. Hey, I can get to that level just like Emily. And so for me, it was, it was a, a, a personal growth journey. And it's, um, it's also something I realized that it can be very powerful when we share. And um, so I'm very glad that I, that I wrote that book. And then as I wrote, more books, and then I collaborated with more books. It was all the same, all along the same line, which is to create impact. And you have definitely done that, not only with book number one, but like you say, after you've written about 10 to 12 books, you do start losing track on how many, <laughs> how many you have. And so that's why I was like, yeah, I understand your problem when you were trying to figure out, wait, how many have I written? <laughs> I understand that. Well, how long did it take for you to be able to label yourself an author? Uh, some writers, they do it with their first book. Uh, like me, I had to write five books before I could really call myself an author because I just felt so not that. But anyway, I was just curious with you. Did you have the same challenge? Uh, no, I did not because I had a coach who immediately say, you are now an author. <laughs> and then he said, you also will become a speaker. And I said, Hell no, I'm not going to be a speaker. You know, I'm. A, why would I speak? I, I, I'm a dentist. <laughs> yes, I wrote a book. 
But you know, uh, the day before yesterday, no Wednesday, I just went to a speak off uh, to to win a, a stage time. I didn't win, but it was a competition to get stage time to speak in front of forty thousand people, live and virtual. And to get there, I had to audition. Uh, we were 150 people picked out of about 2,000, right? And then we got there and we competed and then they pick out 30. So I didn't quite make that 30. But my point to that story is my coach still remember, you said you didn't want to be a speaker. And now I'm going to, you know, like trying to get stage time in front of, you know, 40,000 people. And he said, and he said, now we can't get the mic from you, right? Like, <laughs> it's like, give me. <laughs> it's like, so, you want children to talk, you want children to talk, then and once then, they then start speaking. Shut up, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, but it's, see, it's, it's the reason why, right? I, I think um, if somebody write a book or somebody wrote the first book, and then what do you do with that book? Is the drive of the reason why you actually wrote the book. And now, why do you want people to know about the book, right? It's one thing when you say, okay, this is my personal story. I want to share this story. I want to know, you know, my kids and later generation to know about me. And the other thing is, I, I want to share this story and I want to help people change their lives. And it's just not people here. It's people global. It's people everywhere. And it doesn't have to be a refugee or, or an immigrant. Um, I, even if you live in this country, if you read that book, you, you're going to have a sense of appreciation. Like, hey, this person went through all this. I didn't even have to go through all this. I should appreciate what I have. And, and then if this person is achieving certain things by implementing certain business strategy, I can do that too. So, so I think having that global appeal where you can create impact, for me, uh, it, it was a very big driving force. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. really set you on your on your path that mastermind really knew what it was doing when it said <laughs> you need to write this book because I, I know what you mean with those masterminds you walk in and you that's an agreement you commit before you're allowed to sit at that table with all those people that uh-huh. uh you commit that you will do whatever the mastermind comes up with and so yeah I can understand you saying well guess I'm writing a book <laughs> So obviously, you know, you're a dentist, you know how to market yourself as a dentist, but what, what would you change if you started marketing your book today, knowing everything that you know now, what would you change about the way you market your book? Well, um, I think for all of us, the the very first thing is, is to have to understand the process. Um, And I've been very blessed. I've been studying marketing under some of the greatest gurus. Um, online and offline and, you know, direct mail and all that. Um, I say if the, the one thing I will not change is to study marketing, to understand the process. Like you say, if I'm a dentist, I know how to market myself as a dentist. It does not, know, it does not mean I know how to market myself as an author, right? So I got I to gotta get somebody like you who can help me promote my book, right? I need to get some, um, some, uh, you know, like you would do one thing, maybe another person would help do other part of marketing, maybe get me on stage, I'm, you know, like, a, a, as an example, because those are the faster way to get the book out there, right? Rather than just call up all your friends and say, hey, buy my book, it's on Amazon, right? Which is where we started. Hey, you <laughs> got the book, right? And, 
And so to leverage other experts, um, that's what I call it. Uh, and in broader terms, that's when people do, you know, joint venture, do book launches, and it's not just me launching it, you help launching it, the other person help launching it. So then the book will be a success. And because we're driven by the fact that we want to create impact, right? Then we we are not shy in asking for help, whether we're going to have to pay for that help, share the revenue, or just, you know, our, our good friend who have followers who, who are helping us promote the book. Um, that's the that's the one thing that I know now that I didn't know then, which is to reach out to other people who can help you promote the book. Yep, that is a big one. And a lot of times we are used to doing things solo and that's kind of a different challenge for us. So out of curiosity, what has worked best for you when it came to selling your books? Well, what worked best for me is actually speaking for me. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when I'm on stage, because as you know, when we're sharing our, our story, that, that book is always part of the story. Uh, so that is one, one part of it speaking. So now I'm, I'm sure they're going to be authors exactly like me who say, I did not sign up to be a speaker, right? Uh, and, and I totally understand that. But you know what? If, you, if you're out there doing one of those Facebook Live, you are a speaker. You just don't think of yourself as a speaker, but you are a speaker. Whenever, what I learned from my coach, Brendan Bouchard, is if people are giving you their attention, and it doesn't matter if it's two minutes or three minutes, you need to respect that, right? And you need to deliver. Um, and delivering as in a speaker, right? We're not going to get online and do a live and gossip and say stuff about other people. No, you know, get online deliver a message, help people or or share your experience that you know will be helpful to other people. So if I'm online and I say something, I'll give you an example. I could be online and I could be, um, you know, I, it's the end of the year and and we're reflecting back in what we've done, right? And for me, it's always that journey starting from wherever or maybe that first book that now is the 15 book or whatever, whatever the number of books is. Um, That's, and I appreciate, right? I want to reflect and I want to appreciate and I want to, I have gratitude. Other people, they may not have written a book or anything like that, but now the, the message is gratitude. The message is, is reflection and gratitude. So uh, just to make, make sure that, you, you know, whenever you have that opportunity, now that you have your book, when, you are, when you're doing life, talk about your book. No, not like go buy my book, but in my book, I share this story. Right in my book, I share this insight. I was very emotional writing this part of my book. Like different ways where you where you talk about your book, but you're not selling your book, and uh, people go people will go look for it. That is one of those things I had to teach myself how to do because it didn't come naturally to me at first. And so, yes, thank you for so much for bringing that up. Now, here's here's a question that I enjoy because nobody has answered this the same way. <laughs> And that's one of the things I love. As a scientist, I thought these answers would all be very similar, but no, it's all across the board. So what process did you try at selling your books that was an epic failure? That was an epic failure? Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Basically, Uh, what we're trying to do here is I'm trying to share, have uh, 
authors share what didn't work so that we make different mistakes. We don't make the same ones as other people have done. Well, I think I think an epic failure would be to try to get people to help you who don't believe in you. So I'll give you an example, <laughs> your family. Right? Oh, oh. <laughs> and, and, I, and I don't mean they don't believe in you, but they don't know you as an author, right? Like my family, they know me as a dentist. So if I were to go home and think that they're gonna help me promote a book, because they know me and they love me, that's not gonna work. And, and it could be, sometime it's gonna be your, your closest friend, right? The people who know you, you've never been an author before, you're a first time author. So why would they be enthusiastically going out there and say, hey, Emily just wrote her first book, everybody should buy it, right? Versus, I'm talking to you. I know you have a platform. I know you have, you know, all of these channels. And I tell, and, and I, now I'm going to convince you that, hey, this is a good book. It shares a lot of, you know, great insights. I think it's going to be inspirational. I think it's going to help people across the board. And because you have the platform and you have that outreach, that would be much better mm -hmm. to promote the book. But we don't know each other, right? Like, like we, we went to the seminars together. We sat there. We had lunch together. But, it's, but we're not buddies, buddies, right? Right, so I exactly. Think one, yeah, I think one of the things is for the author to, for you to be a successful author, let, let just, let's just call it that, is you have to get through that mindset, you know? You got to develop that business mindset. Mm -hmm. What is the best way for me to sell my book? Mm -hmm. Right? Exactly. And, and it's not, again, we go back to the comfort zone. You know, let me see. So we had a book before and, you know, I share that message. Let me just go ask her, right? Like we're going to try to cross sharing and mm -hmm. that will absolutely work. But what I'm saying is, is she the best person? Mm -hmm. Is your family the, the, you know, the best, your family members, are they the best people? to actually promote your book. And I'm not saying that it's an epic failure, yes. You know, you can always make them all buy a book. <laughs> but, but they're not gonna be the ones that are going out there to promote you because they don't know how to do that. They just mm -hmm. don't know. Yeah. Right, that's yeah. very well said, very well said. I'm so grateful that you said that because over and over again, I have tried to encourage people, I'm like, Please don't expect your family and friends to know what you're doing. Please don't expect anything from them. They want to support you just because they love you, but they really aren't the ones with the skill sets, unless you're fortunate enough to be in a family of authors or something like that. But most of us don't come from that background. So, right, right. well, I would love to get to pick your brain on what are the top five tips that you would give authors that are selling their books? We've already described several things, so feel free to repeat, but what are some tips that you, the five tips you would give them? Well, to sell their books, I, um, the very first one, and this one that took me a couple of years to, to work on myself. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, is to have that courage to go and promote yourself, right? Um, I think the Americans have that expression, don't toot your own horn. Like, don't toot I don't your usually, own horn. Yeah, I don't yeah. usually use that expression, but I see it all the time. Yes. Uh, in, in Vietnamese, we have the same thing, right? Um, something very similar. And um, we have a saying that basically say, if you're, if you're a great flower, people will, people will, will get the, you know, the great scent. Mm -hmm. You're already a great flower. 
well, hello, nobody knows that you're a great flower. So you're going to have to be out there telling people <laughs> that this is a great book, right? <laughs> yes. And, and that's why I, I think it's not, it's not you. Like, like if you're out there and you say, I'm a great person, that's a little different. If you're out there and say, my book has a great message, that is a whole lot easier to promote, right? Because I'm promoting the message. Yes, mm-hmm. happened to be my story. I deliver the message, but I'm promoting the message. And so the, the very first thing is to develop that mindset, that self-promotion or whatever you want to call it, right? But it, to me, it's actually the courage. The mm-hmm. courage to step out of your comfort zone, um, the courage to go out there and tell people to promote yourself, right? Um, you, you go to a conference and you tell people, you know, can I, can I do a book signing? I just finished my conference in Dallas and we had, I think, six of us who are authors. So I made it into a reception. One of my friends owned a winery. He wanted to promote his wine. I go, great, you bring the wine. I'll order some appetizers. And there are six of us over here. We're just signing books together, right? Those are pictures that you can't make yourself. You know what I mean? Like you can stand there and sign the book yourself, but make it into a party, make it into something fun. And again, it's the self-promotion part, right? And if you do it in a group, then it's a little bit less self-promotion or that, but it's just in your head. So have the courage to promote yourself. That's, I think that's a very big one if you want to sell your book, right? Uh, number two, I think we already mentioned, reach out to people who can actually help you. And by that, I mean, marketing, PR, people who have followers, right? It's not going to be your mom's group because there may be 30 of them and your family. No, my kids, when I were writing my book, they were, they were asking, are you dying? Are you dying? And I go, what do you mean? So you're writing your <laughs> memoir. So you must be dying. What's wrong? I go, no, this is not a <laughs> memoir. You know, and I'm not dying. And, and so, you know, it treated as a bit as a business right there are people who write a book because they just say oh i just want to write my book and but for who but why right and then there are people who say i want to write my book because i want this to be out there i just happened to write my book with the first reason and i was totally convinced by my coach that this book going to be out there that I need to become a speaker, right? So get the right mentor, the, the mentorship, right? Somebody who actually know what to do with the book to help you. And, and can I tell you a secret? I'd love to hear it. Yeah. So the very first question when I, was, when I was writing the book, the very first question, the publisher asked me, because the coach and the publisher, they're together, right? Uh, the coach is on you know, PR and the publisher published the book. And so the very first question she asked me, which shocked me was, do you want people to read your book? And I was thinking, that's a weird question. (laughs) But you know what? It actually is very true. If you write a book about something that people don't, are not interested in, would they read your book? If you want to write a book and you want to sell your book, you almost have to kind of look at it like what is the universal theme right like unless you're writing a book for a niche which is totally different and so she 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 actually just asked me do you want people to read it and i said of course i'm going to try to write this book and and she said because there's some people who write it as a business tool right 
as a we commonly say it's a business card, right? And business card on steroids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And do they care that you read that? You know, do you care if they read your book or not? That's up to you. But yes, you could have some very basic advice in there, but it just now it's acting as a tool, mm-hmm. as a promotion tool, right? And I got people who say, yeah, I'm writing, I'm on word number 27,000 or whatever, you know, because I'm writing a serious book. Uh, for me, the book, besides that first book, which was my, my story, when I got to the second book, I learned. I already learned why the heck should I write a book? What is this book for? Who is it for? What come after the book? I already learned all that, but not with the first one, right? And so that's where that's why a coach or a mentor uh, get somebody to to help you do that. Like right now, I'm helping two of my most recent clients. Um, I have this program called Authority Positioning. And guess what? You're gonna have to write a book, but before you write your book, you're gonna have to figure out who is it for and what can you create from the book. That's the very first thing we start with for authority positioning. And I've done it several times and I've done it with other clients. And if you want to be serious about growing your business and, and if you already wrote the, first, the, the book, you already wrote the book, well, look at it and see how you can create more from it and you know, grow your business that way. Because the book is only, I hate to say it, but it's only the first step. <laughs> Right. For so many people, they think it's the last step and you almost hate to tell them as they're writing the book. You're like, well, when you're done with your book, let me know. You know, I, that's why I usually yeah. tell people when it's published, <laughs> come back to me. But first you got to get, cause I don't want to disillusion them too quickly. Well, right. one last question before we get ready to go, before we're all about out of time. And that is what's the primary thing that was the biggest reward to you as an author to become an author? I, I think, um, I think I already mentioned that and, and that is to create impact. And, you know, people talk about movies, you know, the movies, it memorialize, you know, things. For me, it's more books. I, I grew up in a family, both of my parents were teachers. And um, one of the rules is do not ever write in a book. <laughs> no, absolutely never. I, I went to school here and I have friends who highlights in books and I just stop putting anything in the book. You know, the book got to be, you, you respect the book, right? So right. I grew up respecting books. Mm-hmm. And for me, a book is, is something that you leave for a generation to come look at, look at our Shakespeare, right? Mm-hmm. Um, all the great writers, it's the book. Mm-hmm. I, we, we have a, a book in, in, Vietnam, in the Vietnamese culture. It's a poetry book. It's a, a long poetry book that they teach in all the schools. And I didn't learn that because I left a little bit too early. They teach it when you're a little bit older. And it's been around for... I believe thousands of years, mm-hmm. and they still they make movies from it. They they create plays from it, and we quote you know the lines from the poems just like like Shakespeare, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why you want to leave a lasting impression. I believe it's the book, right? Exactly. Right? So so I think I think if that's the one reason that you want to do the book, I think that's the perfect reason. And then of course you make reading it mandatory to your kids right? <laughs> that's, another generation. That's, that's another discussion <laughs> for generations to come so dr emily i want to say thank you so much for your time today and for being one of our spotlighted authors i appreciate your time thank you so much again and 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 um you know if if anybody wants to to chat about their book they can just reach out to me 
um, I I think one of the one of the duty of some of us who have threaded through a couple of miles is to help the people who are starting. And um, like I mentioned earlier, if you just started, don't waste your time trying to figure out. Get a coach, get a mentor, get somebody who know what they're doing. And and if they're already working with you, they're already on the right path, right? Um, exactly. Which is, you know, get somebody to help you get the book out. If you believe in that mission and that purpose, um, I think it's your duty uh, to do that. Thank you so much. I love it that you left us with a golden nugget like that, Dr. Emily. And for those of you that are listening, we will have show notes where you can reach out to this wonderful woman. Should you feel that she is the coach for you, you want to take your action and you want to become a winner with it. This is the woman that can help you with it. Also, she has this beautiful program called Exceptional Leverage Coaching. She'll be glad to walk you down that path. So if you are an author or you know of an author and you would like us to spotlight you, please visit our website, authorpodcasting.com, where you will find the 99 Author Project listed. We talk to all authors from all walks of life as we build out book number 12, which is advice from authors to authors due out in 2023. And this is Janine Boland signing off with you today and all of us here at The Eight Gates that produce The Janine Boland Show. We issue a wonderful week and encourage you to get your message, your story, or your knowledge out into the world and make it a better place, just like Dr. Emily here that we're interviewing. We see you again next week. And until then, keep sharing what you know with others. Keep shining that light that is you. And don't forget to go out today and do something for yourself that's just plain fun. See you next week. Thank you for listening to The Janine Boland Show. Be sure to subscribe to our show notes by going to the JanineBolinShow.com where you'll find additional resources as well as the opportunity to sign up to receive our program in your email each week. Be sure to visit our sponsor at the 8gates.com.